Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name's Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Julie Trombley. Hi Julie, how are you? Hi Denise, really good and I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Anytime. So Julie, what's your business called and what do you do? My business is called Tackle Your To-Do. I am a tech virtual assistant and certified entrepreneur expert. Oh, I love that. Okay, I need a bit of this in my life. Explain to me, tackle your to-do is, is something that I need to get on board with so badly. I, I have a to-do list and I have a schedule of what I should be working on that on that day. How on earth do you make me stick to that? Um, well... My tackling, I'm, I'm tackling people's to-dos with their entreport system. So if they have um, uh, automations they want to get running or make sure they're working correctly and, uh, you know, that would be a big thing is find out the things that you're doing on a regular basis that you could automate the process somehow with, with a system. So you're not having to constantly do it. Like if it's an email that goes out on a regular basis, to new people or on, an onboarding process or something like that, that you automate the process, um, build an automation. So you're not doing that manually on a regular basis. That just takes all that effort off of you and puts it into a system that's doing it for you. I definitely been going through this process and I advocate that everybody goes through that process of figuring out the things that you can automate and simplify and, and turn into a process. How do you suggest that people start that process? Because I think as business owners, we have a huge to-do list and an overwhelming amount of things that we have to do all of the time. And they just don't seem to ever, you know, the to-do list never seems to go down, but you know, how do you advocate that people, you know, get those things into processes that they can either automate or pass on to other people possibly and delegate? Right. Yeah. Um, again, just kind of keeping track of the things you're doing on a regular basis, something that you're finding that you're doing, you know, once a week, once a month, whatever, something that's something that, you know, is happening on a regular basis that can be something you can automate. Um, also, you know, I have a business coach who turned me on to um, the Monday Hour One podcast and our training. And it's just that you take an hour of your mon Monday morning and you write down everything that you have to do for the week. And then you go put it on your calendar and then you throw that list away. I don't ever throw the list away. I know you should, but I'm old school. I like to cross things off the list. So <laughs> while it's on the calendar, I have to have something that I need to cross off. <laughs> I like the physical, like I, you know, when pe people laugh at people for like doing something and then putting it on their to-do list and scratching it off. I think that's amazing. <laughs> totally do that. <laughs> I am there for that. <laughs> right. I want credit for that. I mean, I don't care if it's credit with myself. I, I did it. I'm going to add it. To the list of it's, like when people, it's like when people don't wear their Fitbit and they go for a walk. They're like, it never happened. I'm like, I get you. <laughs> I left it at home. Oh, that count didn't, that walk didn't count. <laughs> My body will never know. It will right. know. <laughs> the watch didn't agree. Yeah, uh -huh. exactly. <laughs> so what made you start this business? What were you doing before that kind of made you realize that this was, you know, what you were really good at? Um, so I've spent 25 years in 
the realtor association world and was not happy at the last probably three years that I was in there and realized that I wasn't getting any younger and I was miserable. I was coming home and bitching with about the day to my husband and I'm like, okay, this isn't good for our relationship. This isn't good for my health. I was in the hospital at one point for chest pains that ended up being stress-induced from work. So um, I just started looking into um, ways I could work from home. And a, a lot of the things I did were like, you know, running systems and, you know, membership systems and things like that. So it was just like, didn't necessarily need to learn anything new. I could just take the knowledge that I've gotten through all the years of, you know, life experience and just decided to uh, start my own like tech virtual assistant business. Best decision ever, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was born an entrepreneur, so I was never kind of fit for working for somebody else. Like I am literally unemployable. So I get the end result of it um but it's still but for anyone who doesn't have have to you know run their own business it's still a hell of a leap to leave oh, employment yeah. and and start your own business even your illness i suspect wasn't enough for that there must have been something that switched in your brain for you to go i'm be i believe in myself and i'm going to do it anyway what was that and why a VA or a PA or a, you know, online, why that? Because that's not the first leap that people would necessarily make. How did you know that this was your calling? Um, so what triggered it was I had gone to a personal development conference in 2019, in July of 2019. <clears throat> you know, I'd been to so many professional conferences in my life. And this was like, this was something I was going to work on me. And before I had left, I had applied for a job that I thought for sure I was going to have. I'm, it was a three-day conference. I'm sitting in this arena with 7,000 other women. And I get the email that says, you know, thanks, but no thanks, basically. I'm sitting there sobbing, thinking, crap, I got to go back. And My life is over. <laughs> it, it was awful. Um, so there was a Facebook group within, you know, the attendees of this, of this meeting or of this um, conference. And I posted in there after we got back and said, you know, what had happened and how disappointed I was. And somebody kind of said in there, have you ever thought of being your own boss? And I'm like, uh, you know, I've, I've tried a couple of, you know, the MLMs before and they weren't my thing. And um, there are some people's things and that, you know, more power to them, but that wasn't my thing. And I thought, eh, I don't know. And I just started, I, I kind of Googled and found this, this course to take on how to build a virtual assistant business and taught you from the ground up of all the things, you know, building your website, the contracts, just everything and how to get your clients and, and everything. And I started that probably three months after I went to the conference and Within six months of starting the training, um, I, I thank God every day that I have an amazingly supportive husband 
maybe he just wanted, was tired of hearing me bitching all the time, but he was just like, when I said first I went part-time so I could kind of focus more on building my business. And then it just hit a point that I gave my notice on March 13th, 2020, when the world shut down for COVID, I was giving my notice. Wow. I gave my two weeks notice and I just, I haven't looked back since I don't have a plan B I'm going to make this work. And you know, it, it was a little rough start. I mean, you, you, you know, you get these people that say everything can happen overnight kind of stuff. It's, it takes, it's a process. And um, the first year I did not make a lot of money. This year I'm looking to uh, increase my um, revenue from last year by six times. And next year I am on track to hit six figures. That's so amazing. It, Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and it was just, again, just kind of going to that conference and getting the confidence in myself, too, of knowing that I, I don't have to be stuck in this J-O-B and be miserable and work for somebody else's rules. And, oh, my God, do I wish I would have learned this like 30 years ago. But, you know, you're, you're, you're never too old to learn. You just really aren't. And so I just said something there that kind of, you know, triggered something that I say to all of my clients. And that was the confidence and confidence for me is all about mindset. And Uh when you, and it, you know, and that's something that I've spoken about on the other podcast that I've done um, tonight, which is um, if you have that, that confidence, that mindset and that, um, you know, the abundance mindset, then you you, it truly changes everything and yes. that is really difficult when you're not making a lot of money and you're really unhappy and you know bills are stacking up and this is really difficult and you know and I've been there I was a single mother with two children and you know had nowhere to live and not not enough money to feed my children and no clothes blah, you know I've, I've been there right? I've done all of it but I can look back now and say if there was any way any way that I could have had a more abundance mindset, a better mindset, I would have got out of it quicker. I I got out of it. So I obviously had something there, but that has been the change for everything in my business. Oh, absolutely. What made made you switch that? Because you must've made that decision at some point to go to that conference, but not only did you do that, you made the decision at that conference, which not everyone there did have that mindset to change that into something positive. And even in the first year when you were still struggling, you still continued. And that is proof then that you believed in yourself, that you had the confidence, that you had the ability that you were going to continue to do that. Where did that Mm -hmm. come from? I think I've always been confident in my work and in my work ethic and my abilities and and, and things like that. So I knew that I could transition that into going out on my own as well, that I know that I have, you know, the good work ethic that has been instilled in me all my life. So I knew that I had that. I had the the dedication and the determination just to, I'm stubborn. I'm going to make it work. You know, I'm not going to, don't have a plan B. You're like, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm going to be stubborn and I'm going to prove that I can do this. Um, and, and working on the mindset. I mean, I have, I have a couple of different coaches, you know, and, and it's something that you have to work on on a regular basis because 
it, it's not something that, oh, your mindset's fixed and that's it. It's, there's always something that comes in and it starts going, yeah, are you sure you can do this? Are you? And then, you know, you got to work through with your coaches and you have to work on your mindset and you've just got to get yourself back on track. And, you know, I truly believe in, in, in having coaches, coaches who have been where you are now and can get you through because they've been there and they've gotten past it. Um, so I truly believe in having coaches and those people that can help you with those mindset issues. Oh yeah. I, I, I could not agree more. I, I'm not a coach, but I have uh, programs that I help other people in their business that are maybe, I hate saying this, but like a step behind because I've been in all of those awkward situations. So I don't do it via coaching. I definitely do it via, you know, mentoring and nurturing where mm -hmm. where I you know show people the steps that I've taken and I invite them to follow me through that program I then have coaches and have had at every stage in my career and I'm, I'm currently looking don't start dming me whoever is listening <laughs> or watching <laughs> I don't need to see of that going on I will definitely find the right person at some point but I advocate you know following the right people in a, in a kind of Pied Piper fashion and picking the things that you do and don't agree with and, and really learning from them the things that you want to take and the things you want to throw away because you are individually different people and different things are going to work for you. But in a sea of, and you're probably there now too, when you're in this world, when you're looking for coaches, they are everywhere and other people who aren't in that world don't see it and I think people need to remember that because there's right, so right. much backlash for coaches but actually it's only when you're in that world that you see so many of them so I think people need to chill out a little bit but when you're in that world and there are so many how do you find or how do you tell other people to find <laughs> the right person for them what process did you go through Oh, honestly, it was part of the whole um, virtual expert training I went through. You had a coach at that point, and then they had, um, they have masterminds that go past it. So once you get through, you know, the program and get through your initial coaching, then there's masterminds. So it's all kind of still contained within the virtual expert world. So I haven't had to really go out and look for somebody that, um, I mean, they had different levels that you could join. So I picked the level that I thought would work best for me. Um, and then just also with other people that they have coming in to work with the virtual experts is where I found my money coach, you know? So it's just, um, for me, it was, I was lucky in the fact that it was, you know, the people that I was already surrounded with who gave me those opportunities. So I haven't had to go out and look for somebody and I hope I don't have to. I plan on staying with this group um, because they have- I feel safe here. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> Yeah, they've been, they've been awesome and they have helped me um, just immensely in every aspect of my business and just in my mindset. And um, I, I wouldn't be where I am today without them. So I, I just, I, again, just truly believe in, in getting coaching. I'm not going to tell you off for saying that, but <coughs> I don't know that. in terms of your future business, you said that, you know, you're looking at doing the six figures next year, but where do you see yourself and your business going in the future? Um, I, I would like to build a team and, you know, have 
other people on board to help me, you know, even just starting out with some subcontractors to help me with some work workload, but then also hiring people to do the things I don't want to do, you know, because <laughs> I think we all have those things in our business that we don't want to do. <laughs> Let somebody else do it. A hundred percent. You know, the, I had, uh, I, I've gone down the um, subcontractor route and I'm now in-housing. I, there are pros and cons to everything and it definitely is quicker going down the subcontractor route, but I think I would probably advocate thinking about that and the control you have over your your work and your brand and everything when mm. you have you know in-house staff so think about that when you're going into it would be my top tip saying oh, lady, the lady who's made lots of the mistakes so everybody else doesn't have to <laughs> although I actually advocate that people make the mistakes too I think people fear mistakes way too much right but very important that you allow yourself that flexibility to be able to do things in your own way yep and and sometimes you have to have those mistakes to to learn from and in fact I I bought a, a little I'll show you this little picture that I bought this summer was it says failing forward oh yeah you're you're gonna you're probably gonna fail but fail forward just keep learning from it and keep going and and growing from it yeah I always say to especially the kids but also you know my husband that I I get a lot of flack for flack yeah I get a lot of flack for always just keep going um, like I just, I, I just never stop. And, you know, how are we supposed to know when, you know, we're supposed to help when you never stop. And, and I always say to them that, you know, I make mistakes all the time. I fail all the time, but I just don't stop. I right. you know, movement is the thing for me It is, you know, I might've stepped sideways or, or, you know, forward or, and it might not have been the right direction, but I won't ever stop moving because, when I stand still, like I'm not, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. So right. if I step in the wrong direction, I'll go, oh, that's not right. Like I'll step in because I've learned something from it. And, you know, and my kids go, so if I make a mistake, that's okay. And I'm like, you need to make those mistakes. You need to feel like, and I, you know, I, I have these jokes with my girlfriends that I, I enjoy my children getting stung. I enjoy my children being in pain because if I hover over them and cover them in cotton wool, what on earth are they going to learn? Like, I want them to go, ouch, that hurt. I'm not going to do that again. Because if it's, if it's my mum saved me from a difficult situation, I promise you they'll do it again. Oh yeah. I want them to physically feel the pain. Right. Exactly. Yep. And you know, I, I, and you learn from those failures. Just don't, don't, wallow in them don't sit sit there in them just keep moving that's another one of my favorite sayings you're allowed to wallow you're just not allowed to move in there (laughs) it's true like when people I can be really bad for that as well like telling people then don't wallow in it like don't wallow in it just move on just move on actually you really do need to wallow in some stuff you need to sit with that feeling and go this feels utterly shit so that you can tell yourself 
I'm not doing that again because I remember it felt shit. So, yeah. but you're just not allowed to stay there for ages going, it still feels shit. Well, fuck right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Absolutely. So, when you're not working, what do you like to do? Um, my husband and I have a cabin north of us. And so we like to go up there like every other weekend when we can. And it's just a nice chance to get away from reality. It was such a, such a godsend during COVID and shutdown and every, you know, nobody was doing anything and traveling. And it was just like, it was our own little personal escape that we could go to. So, um, so very fortunate to have that, um, I don't know. We're just, I'm, I'm the epitome of a crazy cat lady. We have six cats. Oh um, my God, you don't. <laughs> so sometimes going to the cabin is nice to get away from them for a couple of days. <laughs> okay. I love that. My I don't children. Understand why there's, why there's just the crazy cat lady. Cause he had two, I had two, we got married and then two found us. Cause we live out in the country and people, you know, just dump animals and sucker we'll keep them <laughs> I think I would be the same I I've got um crazy allergies and I was never allowed um any animals when I was a child because I just react to everything and then during COVID um my husband did loads of research to find like the best dog for me and I it was during the summer and I was already on like really high strength antihistamines and he was like well you're already on pills you'll be absolutely fine I love my dog like love my dog now every time a dog comes near me I'm like hello baby and like my friends are like who are you I have just changed completely into an animal person like in mud like mud head to toe like in the middle of the woods it's just like my favorite thing to do now but I think when you get into that that's who you are and when you were talking about your cabin it was making me remember that during COVID because we couldn't do anything in England either I bought a camper van and I was like my cabin can move with me like I just used to take the camper van to the seaside and just sit like in front of the beach with fish and chips and just kind of look out because when you can't do anything else you needed to find like that sort of escape so having that cabin must have been like insanely amazing it was it was I think it probably kept our sanity too you know especially when he was off work for a while and I was so ready for him to go back to work love him love him dearly <laughs> when are you going back to work <laughs> what's it like over there at the minute because we it looks like we're about to go back into lockdown what's it like there um, right now everything's open and you know, there we masks are supposed to be for people who aren't vaccinated kind of a thing. Um, you know, right, right now, but our numbers are kind of going up again. Um, so I, I don't know, it's just a day-to-day -day thing right now, right now, nothing, but you know, how that, how quick that can change. <laughs> yeah, it's been, um, I think it's three weeks since we got the new variant here and it's gone absolutely insane. <sighs> really, really bad situation right here, right now. Yeah, no. What, what, I don't think we've had a lot over here, especially in Michigan. I think they've just talked about um, like the first case was just the other day. So we'll see. <laughs> it's just, yeah. just take it one day at a time. That's all we can do. 
yeah and that's how I feel about everything anyway so I think it's incredibly lucky it's just interesting that it's the first time in a long time that I've had to make decisions about what I do and like I was supposed to be going somewhere this evening and I was like you know I'm just gonna not because it's nine days till Christmas if something happens now that's not great so how about we don't and it's like oh we're back here again we're we're doing that again like oh all right okay so yeah sad and strange so if anyone needs your help Julie whereabouts can they find you um, they can find me on my website, which is tackleyourtodo.com. Um, I am also on LinkedIn, just as Julie Trombley, and Instagram is tackletech underscore VA. Um, and you can find me on Facebook as Tackle Your To Do. Awesome. And if anyone's listening to this on the podcast, it will be in the show notes too. So you can find it there too. So we're coming to the end of the podcast and I end all of the podcasts with the eight mile moment. So I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. I love Eminem and he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. He's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So Julie, what are the worst things about you? Hmm. First of all, Eminem's from Michigan, from Detroit. So I'm in Michigan, so saying but you're about to <laughs> rap for me is that what you're trying to tell me oh no <laughs> no <laughs> worst thing about me would be my singing and my rap um no <laughs> proof required carry on <laughs> <laughs> oh let's see um i'm a recovering people person people pleaser you know oh are you i'm i'm right. I'm like, I gotta be on some kind of a step program for that. The next business you need to do is to put people through that recovery so that I can, I can send people to you because that is what I need to see next. Yeah. Cause don't get me wrong. You know, the whole moving forward, sideways, backward. Yeah. There's some of that still too. I mean, grow up just, that's just kind of was ingrained, you know, that's what you did. So I'm, I'm trying very hard to not be so much of that people pleaser, but you know, doing things for myself too you know it's very it's 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 a process I'm I'm 54 years old it's been ingrained in me for a long time so (laughs) muscle memory that is strong when it comes to things like that yeah um I'm a I I get while I get things done I'm a little bit of a procrastinator so but I but I get it done I get everything done um I don't know probably talk too much <laughs> so, swear too much I'm sure some people think that um you're definitely speaking to the wrong person anyone who yeah is- right <laughs> and if you think that that's your fucking problem not mine um- <laughs> I was at a funeral recently and my husband's uncle said to me Denise I love the podcast but do you have to use that language and I was like I'm so sorry <laughs> but yeah Yes, I do. I have to use that language and I have to drink while I'm doing it. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't complain. It is a really, really hard job. <laughs> <laughs> I get to drink and swear. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for being on the podcast, Julie. Well, thank you, Denise. It's been a pleasure.
anytime and as always if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast you can contact us at podcast at find hyphen surveyors.co.uk say goodbye julie goodbye julie <laughs> bye julie <laughs>